We've pretty much all been there and had a horrible boss at one point or another in our life. They micromanage your every move, pick on anything you don't quite get right, bark orders, or maybe even belittle you. Today's story covers the world's worst boss, so obsessed with one of his employees that she ended up dead. David. Before we get started, big shout out to a couple commenters on talkmurder.com about the Korea episode. We actually have someone from Korea. As soon as I saw he was from Korea, I was like, fuck, what did I say wrong? Or something, you know. Mispronunciations and, yeah. and stuff. So this is by Sam E. Song. Probably butchered that name there, but this was such a big deal. In Korea, talking about that murder oh. that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Seoul, Korea, so I was surprised to see this episode. Thanks for doing this episode. Amazing. Nice. That was cool. Very cool. And you're so welcome. A birthday sister says, I was living on Young Youngson base when this was happening. Oh, wow. But they never let us know about local news. I remember the protesters, but we were just told to avoid those areas. Love the stories and great research. John's That's not m- suspicious at all. John is my favorite. Um, <laughs> well, let's welcome our newest taco members. Yes. We have Tia, Ashley, Rachel, and Stephanie. Wow. Thank you for joining us. Hey, gang. Nice. Thank you guys so much. Also, quick plug, what happened to still doing the contest and everything? There's a good chance of winning. There's not many entries in there, actually, so far. So you might want to get up on that. And it's $300 worth of cool stuff in a mystery box. What's the box? If you don't even like what's in the box, which you will... You can sell the shit on eBay because it's worth every penny of it. Just get your money back. Our, our money back. Our, our money back. <laughs> but, wonder, have, has anyone ever hosted a sweepstakes and the winner sends the stuff back because they I want would. nothing to do with it? I know you I would. would. Fuck yeah, I would do it. <laughs> Excuse me. No, thank you. I mean, if you don't like this stuff, it's brand new. You could literally send half of it back to Amazon and they'll probably just give you your money back or our money back to you. I don't Which think they could, would do that. Just tell you them you lost then, the receipt. You could then spend that money on supporting us again. That would be great. Okay, thanks. That's right. Although the, the stuff in the bag, in the box is, is pretty darn cool. So today, this is episode 256. 256. Six. I feel like I haven't done this in a long time. Mm. Yes. Well, it has been over a week because I was golfing last week. That's true. It was a Saturday that we recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I'm so messed up today. Sorry. It's not. It's not what? If it makes you feel any better, I played like shit. That makes you feel better? How no, the, that makes so me the, feel worse. So the pacing beer didn't help or, or it hurt? Oh, no. I mean, I had some of the pacing beer. I didn't get too drunk. I just didn't play well. I kept mm. slicing it. And I just couldn't fix it. And I was not happy. This one's for Tia. Thanks, Tia. Thank you, Tia. This is for you. Oh. Do that over. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Thank you so much, Tia. Thank you, Tia. Tia. T-I-A, right? Yeah. Uh, the Tia. No. No? Vodka. Nope. 
was it? That's the keys. Ben? That was rum. That was the worst damn rum. Uh, that was not very good tasting rum, I'll be honest with you. That's the last run of liquor I ever make. Popcorn Sutton. Uh, ooh, that was not smooth rum. <laughs> you know, sometimes recently I've been stopping at a Spinx gas station on my way. For, for ice? Yeah, for ice. <laughs> and well, also. How's like, your iron situation, by the way? I think it's better. I haven't been craving ice as much. Um, I <laughs> skipped a couple of days of my iron pill this week, not necessarily intentionally, but not necessarily unintentionally. Um, like I realized in the morning I didn't take it. And then when I got home, I just didn't take it again. And so I realized, cause I wanted to see how it was really affecting me. And then the, one of the next days I was so tired. Like I was exhausted because you didn't take it the day before. I think so. I think, I think that has a lot to do with it. So I'm going to try not to do that again. Welcome to Talk Murder to Me. My name is John. I'm here with Jen and Nicole, who was being a little mean to me today, but we're going to go past that right now. And I put all my sources, photos, and videos on TalkMurder.com. This is episode 256. Wow. That is 256. You know, I got to give you credit for having the patience to deal with, at least me, for 256 episodes. He's going to have to deal with me for another 256 years. So What the hell? Four. 256 <laughs> years? That's very specific. <laughs> I went with the years what the fuck? to episodes to our marriage. That's how I, I was just making a joke. I don't know. Do you think, what do you think? Do you think like, like, I don't know, but John says that it, all we have to do is live to 2045 and then we'll be able to live forever. 2045. If you hit that mark, you can live forever. So 256 years could be accurate. I don't know if I fucking want to live forever, man. This world's a train wreck. I, mean, I don't. It, I definitely don't. I just want to see what happens after, <laughs> which sounds really morbid, actually, now that I say no, that. No, I do, too. I want, I want robots to take over, man. Uh-huh. I want no, fucking, I don't want that. I want some Terminator I shit. I want some straight up crazy shit to happen, man. I just want dogs to be able to live forever. That's yeah. what I want. Well, well, healthily. All right. Yeah. Not want- just like, not like Josie. Living right, forever. Right. I want I want dogs to have the same advances in medicine as we do in longevity. Uh, I forgot to finish up. my thought from earlier. Okay, well we'll 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 space out some time for that. All right. So- <laughs> it was about ranch bugles being better than original bugles. All right. This gas station you're looking at right now, this is surveillance footage. This gas station is in Door County, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Pretty close to Plainfield, Wisconsin. Again. What you're looking at now is CCTV footage from a gas station in Door County, Wisconsin. Now, I'm going to show you exactly where this is here in a second, but it's along the Lake Michigan. And this county is really small and it's really popular for weddings. The guy you're seeing now is leaning over the counter and the co-owner there and the clerk that you see on the CCTV video, he asked her to use the phone because he wants to call 911. So she's already freaking out about why he wants to call 911. He does not look injured. In fact, you can't really see it here, but he is soaking wet, head to toe, completely wet. It's like there was a pool outside and he jumped in it. Did some laps and then walked in there. I mean, water dripping everywhere. He's even got like seaweed and shit uh, flowing off of him. There's like a an oyster shell. 
I don't think they had those in that area, but. So he walks into this shell station in Sister Bay. This is the exact area, Sister Bay. This is August 19th, 2012. It's a Sunday. And this is what the 911 call says. And I know it's a little hard to hear, but. I'm going to stop it. Hello. I would like to report a murder, please. That's polite. A murder? Okay. And where did this happen? What resort? So the the dispatcher asked, okay, she's like, a murder? Okay, where did this happen? And then he says at the Sands Bay Resort. It's a little beach hotel there. On Lake Michigan? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, $175 a night, which is fucking nothing, man. Out, nah, I ain't gonna go there. I'm being a baller. She asked what his name is, and he says Brian Cooper. So that is the killer we're talking about tonight. That is the one right there. So he's making this call. So you're saying the killer reported the murder. Yeah, probably you shouldn't have gave that away. <laughs> but he is standing right here. This is Brian Cooper. So he's making this exact call at the gas station right there. And so the clerk is like, what the fuck? A murder? Okay. Um, okay, and, and you know who this murder Do you know who murdered her? I did. Oh, but so, he didn't know when it happened? No, he did. So she said, did the murder happen this morning? So this is a Sunday when he's calling in the gas station. And then he says, no, it happened last night. And then she, the dispatcher says, do you know who murdered her? I did. So think about the gas station attendant. <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, man. She's like slowly backing <laughs> away. Uh, yeah, so that was a... That was the uh, 911 call, and that was played in the courtroom, so it's kind of hard to hear. I'm going to show you Alicia Bromfield right now. So can you describe 21-year-old... Oh, shit. How old do you think Alicia Bromfield is? <laughs> 21 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looks young. She does look young. Yeah. Well, describe her for us, please. Um, brown hair, brown eyes, nice eyebrows, dangly earrings, and a nice smile. Slender. Sounds like a slender young lady. She is the graduate from Juliet Catholic Academy. Oh. She was studying. How do you spell Juliet? Well, number one, I said Joliet. Oh. So I don't know how you spell it. J-O-L-I-E-T. That's Juliet. No, it's actually J-O-I-L-E-T. Whatever. Which I may have that mispronounced because it's got a red line under it. (laughs) You misspelled? Misspelled. So 21-year-old Alicia Bromfield I'm, I keep calling her Alicia. I'm sorry. It's Alicia, actually. I'm really sorry about doing that. Alicia. Her name is Alicia. Okay. Really sorry about that. She was a graduate of Joliet Catholic Academy. She was studying forensic science, which includes forensic psychology as well, at Western Illinois University. So she is in Illinois. And she is from Illinois. Illinois. A native Illinoisan. In fact, she's from Plainfield. I don't know if that's right or not. She's from Plainfield, Illinois, which I didn't know was a thing. But I, I did notice that all the newspapers that I used were very specific when they said a plain, usually it'd be like a Plainfield resident or whatever. But 
these newspapers were very specific when they said a Plainfield, Illinois resident. So I don't know if that's because of the Ed Gein thing or not. But they, they made well, sure. the Midwest is not like a huge, huge part of the country. So I a guess. A lot of it is plain. She was murdered a Saturday night after a wedding. She had attended a wedding with the killer, actually. and As her date? Yes, as her date. Oh, no. It's a good thing I'm not using that plus one to my friend's wedding next month. Well, for her, for Alicia, it's actually plus two. <gasps> So this is her baby right here. She was six and a half going on seven months <gasps> pregnant. Oh, With no. this guy? Was that her was baby daddy? Father? That was not the baby daddy, no. Okay. Yeah, that was not the baby daddy at all. But as we'll see, if you were to ask him before the murder, especially, he would claim that it was and that he was her boyfriend. But she was going to be a single mother and the guy that impregnated her she had met through her college classes at western illinois i couldn't find anything about him he's not in the picture i do know that he didn't want anything to do with it he's not in the story whatsoever he's Mm -hmm. not anywhere in the story this is from the mother of alicia i miss her talking to me about her baby and her plans for the future i miss her asking me for my advice and my opinion i miss being my daughter's mother so they were the, together, but they weren't together, but she was pregnant by another man. Or were they in or was the killer and the victim in a relationship at all? No, that's a really good question. They were not in a relationship whatsoever. But they knew each other. They knew each other. Yeah. So and he was her date to the wedding. She he was her boss. Oh, so Brian Cooper was Alicia's boss. And you'll never guess where they worked at. Are we supposed to guess? No, I'll just play this for you. Oh. <gasps> Home, Depot! Home Depot! I <laughs> can play this place. on guitar. Bum, bum, bum. I know it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should make that into like a dance song, man. I mean, this is a dance version here. Yeah, I'm going to do my ref- my floors. Yeah. <laughs> we should try to get right. <laughs> oh we should try to buy this Home and Depot. use this. As- Can you sponsor us? <laughs> Jen and I both would like the floors in our homes done. Yes. John, I would say John, but John does not give a fuck about the floors in our house. So you're doing the bedrooms too, right? All of it. The whole thing is the same? Whole thing the same. Okay. One continuous floor with obviously bathrooms and laundry room. No. I love me some Home Depot. I love Home Depot. Mm. So this is where they- prefer Home Depot to Lowe's? Yeah. Hails to the yeah. Well, it's I don't know why. I just, Home Depot seems cleaner, you know? I don't know. I like both, honestly. Yeah. I don't really have a preference. You know what? We should ask them if we can use their intro, their music for, for a podcast intro. Oh, Can well, you are we give could just, us new floors? Or we could just do it anyway, and then... No, that's gotten us into trouble before. Yeah, but I'll change my email, and they won't ever find it. Unless they listen to Lil. All right, let me show you Bradley... I mean, uh, Brian Cooper. This is Brian Cooper right here. Oh, he's got a chin strap. A chin strap? Yeah. Yep. 
What the fuck is a kin strap? A, a chin, chin strap. strap. It's like a beard <laughs> without a mustache. Yeah. yeah it's not like a, a goatee, luck. but not a goatee. Like if you have a goatee and you had the the sideburn. Oh, so you don't have a mustache. Correct. You don't have anything here. He looks, and he always wears these glasses in every photo I saw. He looks like a total Douche. creep, which he is definitely a total creep, as you're about to see. But describe him for us, if you don't mind. He looks like he's got red hair here. Um, More brown, I would ca- say. Caucasian male. Um, That's pretty 30s. standard. <laughs> he has a chin strap, facial hair. And he had a soul patch, too, in that one. Does he seem like someone that will murder this seven month mayhaps but you're not supposed to judge a book by a cover yeah that's exactly but true. i do though but i do judge books by well, its cover do I, I look like someone who would murder someone no good thanks but then again i'm judging Ooh. a book by its cover yeah yes however john <laughs> mayhaps does so guys i'm putting all these photos on talkmurder.com. that is brian cooper brian m cooper Brian Michael. Yeah, Michael. 12-20-76. So that is the boss. They were working at Home Depot in Grand Flower. And this is in Illinois. 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 (laughs) She was working at Home Depot in Grand Flower since she was 16 years old. She's 21 now, so five years. She worked in the flower department. Alicia has been working at the same place since she was 16. Now, up until the murder, she would be willing to give her job up. However, now that she's seven months pregnant, even though she has the full support of her family, her mother and father, which you'll see the mother, it's extremely sad. A little bit about Alicia, which we'll get into She was an amazing person, very caring. So the family was also extremely supportive, even though the the man, the baby daddy, was not going to be there. The family was going to be there for her. But either way, she has been worried that losing her job may, you know, bring some troubles, Mm. bring some hardships for the the new baby coming. And that's... That, you know, I agree with that. I understand that, right? But, however, she was working for this guy, Brian Cooper. He was her manager. Brian Cooper was her supervisor. And I want to say, we're going to talk about this, but Home Depot actually went through a huge litigation and they got sued by the mother for, and what you're going to see, for good reasoning Even though we love Home Depot, this was sort of their fault. According to a complaint filed about the abuse that she was getting from her boss while at work, this included verbally abusing her. This is Brian Cooper verbally abusing her while throwing things, controlling and monitoring her both during and outside of her work hours. And Home Depot, his upper managers knew about this. Mm. And and so so I'm assuming that there were some complaints filed to human resources and he was not really um disciplined. Disciplined. Uh, yes and no. I don't think they had human re 
They, they have they have human resources, but I don't think every employee knows to go there. Well, I, I think usually, I mean, like from my experience as a retail human resources manager, you have like your immediate store human resources manager or representative, and then you also have a regional one who is above, um, you know, each individual store and com- you know does all kinds of other things. Some some. Some retail facilities do have outside companies that are hired for human yep. resources, um, but that is supposed to be posted within each uh, location so well, that people know where they can go. What I saw was that only his immediate supervisors knew about it, and they disciplined him on multiple occasions by sending him home early. That's it. And if you want to read this. That's is a it- perk if... You're asking me, but... But yeah, because if you want to read this... Cooper became increasingly controlling of Alicia's time away from work, the complaint states. If she was going to spend a lunch break with a man, he sometimes denied her lunch breaks. Once when she asked him for a day off, he called her a whore. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's Uh, a fireable offense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so they did not fire him at all. They just gave him days off. If you want to read this. Like suspended without pay type of thing? Kind of. No, I don't even think that. It it seemed like in the, if you read the Home Depot litigation lawsuit, it seems like, now the head of Home Depot didn't know about this, obviously. No, it's a huge corporation. But the managers or or people in the managerial position of that store knew about it and they didn't do anything. So, man. And it got pretty bad. If you want to read this. Well, can I ask Nicole real quick? In, in, In a case like this, would the um, direct supervisors of this uh, individual be liable to lose their job because they did not act? Yes. That's what I thought. Well, let me ask you yes. this. Is Home Depot liable as a corporation? Actually, technically, yes. Yeah. Because they... For the murder. Not for the, not for the murder, murder, but for retaining this person as a manager within Home Depot. Okay. And, Not, and which could include emotional damages to or like which could include damages to a victim. What about while he was employed? What about this? And we'll get into the exact quote later. What exactly would make Home Depot liable for the murder? If the murder happened on premises. Is that the only reason? Um. If they were both employees of the of the Home Depot and it occurred, how about how about if no, he, I'm asking that wasn't me saying. How about if he used and I'll get to the exact quote later in the story, but how about if he used the power of the supervising position granted to him by Home Depot to not only call her a bitch, slut, and a whore in front of customers, but also say if you don't attend. My sister's wedding with me this Saturday. I will fire you. Uh, I don't know if that would still necessarily make him liable for the murder. However, the the Home Depot. uh, Yeah, I don't know if it would make Home Depot liable for the murder, but it would definitely institute a lot of damages. Home Depot would not be able to walk away from that without a couple million dollars. Yeah, but if if they're going to pay even a penny, then they're then they are liable in some well, ways, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, well, there there is, like, um, uh, you can sue someone for, like, psychological damage, emotional damage. Like, I have 
part of my job is to handle these suits that that may come and to protect the company from this type of thing. And so if a lot of people don't know to go to human resources and they don't um, understand like the fact that, you know, you go to your you, sure as a frontline manager or employee, you go to your manager. The manager may not may not know the appropriate chain of command or at what point is Although it seriousness enough to go to human resources. But if that case were to come in front of my lap, I would be like, fire the guy, give him severance, be on his way. I wouldn't even give him severance. But I mean, then again, yeah, it depends on his protected class, uh, I guess. But so my question is, would they be more liable? And I don't even know if this makes sense because I've had like four beers. But would they be more liable if she did not go to the wedding and he was they were both still employed by Home Depot and then they he still murdered her or fired her? I think the the fact that he coerced her into attending a wedding as his guest does make it worse because she was like forced to attend a non-work event with him. Okay. Under the guise of him as the manager. Right. Like right. And it's her. like quid, quid pro quo. Right. Okay. Let, Correct, which is sexual harassment. Yeah. Okay, you guys know the the murder. I'm going to actually get to the murder and how it happened and some you know, those details. Did he use a tool purchased but, or owned by Home no, Depot? No, that's a good question. But let me just go ahead and get this Home Depot thing out of the way since that's what is on our mind. I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Then I'm going to go back to the murder. The mother filed suit against Home Depot. And I believe she was very well in the right doing that. In 2016, a Chicago district court threw out the lawsuit. A judge stated that... The retailer has, quote, no obligation to fire or demote employees because of their usage of inappropriate language or sexual misconduct. Ooh, I would but say that's is, wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. No, it, it is that our the, job to take action and to to protect other employees. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the exact quote from the judge. I would okay. say especially like, OK, so the company I work for. Um, is a non-union company. I would say, especially if you're a non-union company, you have more responsibility to take care of something like that. However, I don't know if Home Depot is. That's a good point. The mother fought for this, as she should, and understood, okay, my daughter wasn't murdered on Home Depot's premises, but Brian Cooper was employed by Home Depot and Quote, he used something else Home Depot gave him, supervisory authority over Alicia. When they looked at all the evidence and you have the manager saying, I'm your manager. And if you don't go to this wedding with me, I will fire you. And not only fire you, that means your seven month pregnancy and you do and not your have new your baby. Benefits. You right. won't get your benefits. You won't get any pay. Your baby's going to go hungry. You're going to go hungry. If you don't attend this wedding with me as your authority given to me by Home Depot, I will fire you. And I would say I agree with that. Ex- uh, like, uh, ex- but no, also no, no. there's been many times where uh, just go ahead and read this. This is not just one time thing. This is uh, 
months after months after That's months. That's what I of, was gonna say. Yeah. Is that if he if he still had his supervisory position after months of harassment, and if there were reports in, and and the even the store managers, because then they become liable for it, and Home Depot becomes liable for it if it was not taken care of. Then yes, I agree with that. But if it was not if it was not reported, that's a different story. Like if it if it was going on for months and no one said anything about it, it was reported multiple times. Then I would agree with uh, that. Yeah, multiple times. It, 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 they did the, not. Honestly, the per, it's gross misconduct, and the person should be fired on the spot. And you're correct. Like depending on the company's severance policy, without severance, like it is just you done gross misconduct. Yeah, bye. Goodbye. All right, go ahead and read this quote. He would call her his girlfriend. He started swearing and yelling at her, calling her names like bitch and slut and whore in front of the customers. These outbursts came to throwing and slamming things. See, he, yeah, that, that's intolerable behavior. That's absolutely way. unacceptable. And he should not have a job a- a- after that. Well, so in 2017, after the mother said, no, I don't care who you are, judge. You ain't gonna throw this shit the fuck out. Yeah. No 2000, shit. In 2017, Three judges of the appeals court not only reversed the other judge's decision, but they blasted him. They said, quote, he threatened to fire her or reduce hours if she did not go with him to his sister's wedding. The ruling states he thus threatened to take what the Supreme Court calls tangible employment actions. Mm. He could do that only because the defendants made the defendants being Home Depot. Right. The defendants made him Alicia's supervisor. So three judges said, nah, y'all going to fucking pay up for this shit. Done. Boom. <sighs> Which, uh, you know, obviously Home Depot didn't know this would ever happen, but still, man, what the fuck? This dude is throwing shit. He's calling her a whore and a slut in front of other customers. I would say, like, in, in because it's interesting because both Jen and I have been in human resources in if, in our careers. It is everything I, I do and think of is what if this ever goes in front of a judge or jury? Like, how is this going to play out? And and I have been in 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 situations where I've luckily nothing has ever had to go to court that I have dealt with, but like negotiation and litigation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so like anytime anything ever comes up, you think about like, what could I have done differently? Did I miss something? What did I like? Or what's the motive here? And if anything like that ever ever came across, and there are there are cases when I've investigated where I've had to on the spot fire someone that's a very senior level person because of what I've uncovered. Like you you can't like you have to see where the investigation leads you, and you have to take it's your obligation to take immediate action. Mm. If you don't. You become liable. Yep. You, I become yep. liable. So the company doesn't become liable. No, no. it does. Well, but yes, it, it's, but, through but it's her, also through the company. me. Like it's I'm the representative, and if I make the wrong call, I'm the one that has to 
live with what that means and damages to the company. Isn't right? it? So yeah, I didn't know that because how that, close th- that human resources is linked to the legal system. It is. I mean, that's why I'm like super close with my legal department because I have to be. Mm-hmm. See, I thought that was the point of having a corporation or LLC or it, something. Because it doesn't mean that I am personally liable, but it means that. As but a representative I, of the I company. I am a person to protect yeah, the company. But yeah, so you are a representative of the company, which in turn means the company should. So, so okay, so say, okay, for I, example, if she fucked up, right? If Nicole fucked up, which mm-hmm. doesn't happen because she, she goes through all of her avenues. <gasps> Whoa. I'm just saying at work. So if Nicole. Oh, at work. Uh, yeah. Okay, if Nicole fucked up, like, <laughs> ben, uh, like her company would be liable. Right. But she could then therefore face disciplinary action if I did something that fucked them up so Correct, badly. Because she is a representative of the company. Right. Like, so I they could, can't I go could after be her. seen as not doing my job well because I didn't protect Correct. the company well So, like, uh, someone can't go after Nicole personally because of her actions, but they can go after the company and then the company can, can discipline say, her. I was shitty at my job because of how I handled something. Right? Yeah, yep. that makes sense. So, if, if, but if this thing happened in, in my situation... Right. You investigate, you talk, you interview people, you talk with anyone who may have seen what happened. You talk with the person involved. It would have resulted in this individual being fired from Home Depot. Hmm. Which he should have been. Correct. He should have been locked the fuck up. All right. So Alicia reported all of this to managers multiple times. They sent him home early. There's even records of Home Depot, the managers, sending him to... A required anger management program. So they did know about it. Ooh, yeah. Just that's just. But yeah, but they didn't. But they never followed up on his progress. Brian Cooper. This wasn't his first rodeo. He has a, a serious background of sexual harassment. And this wasn't the first person he's hired and harassed. Oh God! <laughs> All right, so that's that's different. That's totally different. For a human, re- these guys are getting like fuck no. <laughs> these guys are. We're done the- with him. He needs to go. He need- he just needs to not be in a supervisory capacity. <laughs> I mean, he can go work at the gas station with the other person. So, or maybe he could just have a business by himself where he doesn't have anyone else to interact well, with. Maybe he could just go to prison. And- as you're going to see, maybe he should have his nuts cut off, which he should have already done. He has a severe history of sexual harassment. Home Depot actually knew about this. A recent high school graduate who was also working in the flower department for Brian Cooper, named Jessica. She quit her job because he kept going around to everyone calling her his girlfriend. Why is he doing this? Like, And he repeatedly made, quote, comments about his genitals to her and rubbed himself against her, end quote. This is a 35-year-old man that hired an 18-year-old working in the flower department, and he's like, yeah, you're my girlfriend. Here's my nuts. Let me rub him on so you. It's as like, Home Depot, as, as, as Home Depot, he should have lost his job, and all of his immediate supervisors should have lost their jobs for not dealing with this properly. I, I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. So right before the murder, the day before, he mandated that Alicia come to the wedding with him and 
If she did not, she would completely lose her job. He would fire her. So you have a single mother about to be seven month pregnant mother and a very sweet girl. You know, that is worried more about the the health and future of her baby than anything else is trying to weigh. Should I go with this absolute fucking creep, which I hope he's getting fucked and ramrodded right now in prison? Should I go with him or should I stay home and lose my job and have to find a new job and quit college to support my baby? She should have never been put in that position. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Especially if there were complaints about him before. Now, I love Home Depot. I love Home Depot. I go there, you know. Just to walk around. You know you can bring the dogs there, right? They, yeah. Although we can't bring three dogs dogs anywhere. not three. Our dogs. (laughs) There's a sign on the door that says no entry and they have our dogs faces. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep this in mind. August 18th was a wedding. It was a Saturday. This was Brian Cooper's sister's wedding. So not only are you a fucking monster for murdering this girl, you fucking completely ruined your sister's wedding. Every time she thinks about her wedding day, what the fuck do you think she's going to think about? Your stupid ass, you know, murdering someone. Yep. Her name is Kelly Stryker. Kelly, K-E-L-L-I-E. At first, I was like, man, she's got to be just like him. But she was so distraught over this, and we'll get into this later, but she was so heartbroken that not only did she join Alicia's mother in the remembrance ceremonies and stuff like that, but that she completely cut contact with her entire family. Ooh. After this, and as from what I know today, still the same, doesn't even contact him. So that that'd tell you about um, her it, growing well, up, too. Right. I mean, why would she not contact her mother and father? Obviously, she grew up in an abusive household, which she did because she she admitted that. Oh, OK. So the brother was also most likely abused in some way. But she completely cut off conversation with the family and from what i know today she's still the same the sandy bay beach resort at 175 dollars a night you're looking like you want to actually see it jen do you want to see the picture of that i'll show you the picture of the sandy beach i was reading what coral said but yes i'd like to see sandy bay beach i need to go on a vacation like i've i know that school's only been in session for three weeks but it it has been a really really rough (laughs) Three weeks. I need to go yeah. somewhere all inclusive that can like make me drinks on demand. I could just stay on the beach all day. Someone, if anyone wants to sponsor my vacation, I would don't glad- unless you want to go broke because Jen drinks a lot. That sounded fucked up. We you all drink that. a lot. <laughs> all right, let's get on with this. The Sandy Bay Beach Resort, as you're seeing right there. If you want to comment on it, wow, cool. That does wow. look really nice. Look at the blue ocean. Um, you mean like <laughs> I would have to say that if they yeah. sponsored an all-inclusive vacation, uh, then they wouldn't have to worry about the amount of drinks that I had. So Brian Cooper booked at the Sandy Bay Beach Resort, and he told Alicia, she told her mother that that's where the the guests are staying, like the wedding party is staying here. Nobody was staying there, and he said it was to save money. 
but this is actually more expensive than where the wedding party was staying. He was paying $175 a night. And he said, well, to save money, you should just stay in the same room as I do. So before they even go, creep status 100%. Okay. Yeah, I mean, $175 a night is nothing to laugh at. That's like, you know, a lot of money. Yeah. The Sandy Bay Beach Resort, $175 a night. He claims that the whole wedding party was staying there. Nobody was staying there. Oh. He also claimed he wanted to save money so she would stay with him those nights. And she obviously didn't think anything of it. But if you think about it, super creepy. The morning of the wedding, she calls her mother and says, we got in a big fight. We're packing up. I'm coming home. The morning of the wedding. So not only did they get in a fight, but now this fucking shithead, Brian Cooper, is going to miss his own sister's wedding, which he was supposed to be walking her down the aisle as the best man. So what a doucher. Anyway, she texted back later that day and said, everything's fine. We're going to attend the wedding. Bromfeld went to sleep after the two returned to their room after the wedding. For the next two and a half hours, Cooper watched her sleep, drank beer, and smoked cigarettes. That's not creepy. Uh, what, what, is, what does this look like to you? Taser. Camera. There you go. These are hidden cameras. Detectives looked in his computer and found hundreds of tapes of recorded video because Brian Cooper said, hey, I need you to go walk my dog. Take my dog out of the house while I'm at work. And the only reason he's doing that is for one thing, because he has a hidden camera installed in the bathroom. Oh, right. Why the bathroom, yo? Like people like that. I don't understand. What do you mean people like that? Who the fuck likes that? People. People do. Yeah. What do you mean people do? I don't know. People. People like to watch other people in the bathroom. Oh, they were. They found hundreds of videos shot in his home in the bathroom. Not only that, the camera you saw, that was his camera, his secret camera. He actually brought that with him to the wedding and caught a video of her getting out of the shower naked. It was hidden in the trash can. And this is the trash can right here. It was hidden in the bag there. You see it? (sighs) Yeah, pretty fucked up. That is. Pretty fucking creepy. Someone needs to throat punch him. No shit. And And shank him, maybe. Well, he drilled a small hole in a triangular shelf that was positioned in front of the toilet. Mm. Jesus Christ. Like, what a fucking weirdo, man. Yeah, people are weird. They get home from the wedding and Brian Cooper told police that Alicia was being, quote... I'm, I keep calling her Alicia. I'm sorry. It's Alicia, actually. I'm really sorry about doing that. Alicia. Her name is Alicia. Okay. Really sorry about that. I just never heard of that name before. But that is her name is Alicia. He told police that Alicia was being, quote, cold and indifferent. Alicia woke up. You know, she, they fought after the wedding. She got on the bed. She said, fuck you. When I get home, I don't want nothing to do with you. I'm quitting. I'm going to get a new job. I'm Good. done. Good for her. Good for her, but not the best time to do that. No. She goes to bed, and when Alicia woke up, he asked her if she wants to watch 
some DVDs that he brought of the show 24. It's like, who is 2012? You bring DVDs? 24. Uh, I think that show had just show. ended at that point. I don't know point. what that show they is. Brought, <gasps> they ended and they brought it back. What? With Kiefer Sutherland? Uh, yeah, it's about 24 hours. And each I know hour, what the fuck. Like, each season is 24, hour, is 24 episodes and it's an hour. You know hour. what's a good show is Mr. Robot. That's a good show. Yeah. Uh, Rami Malek. Yeah. Okay. He told police that Alicia was being, quote, cold and indifferent. She woke up and he's like, I thought you said you were going to watch these DVDs that I brought of the show 24. He tells police that, quote, Alicia said no. And that's when I snapped, end quote. Now, this is from the Stevens Point Journal in Wisconsin. Quote, Cooper described how he started choking her and she fought back, bit him and employed him to think of her unborn child, end quote. Now, this is so she's on the bed. This is at night, probably midnight. She just went to sleep, but she had somehow woken up, you know, as people do. And then he's like, hey, do you want to like watch 24 with me? Because I'm a fucking creep. Right. And she's like, no. Good. This is his asshole. I just started strangling her with your hands, with my hands. And what did she do? She fight back. She did fight back, and then she was yelling about the baby. <laughs> they don't do it because of the baby. Don't do it because of the baby. Oh my god, That's dude! That's so sad. Yeah, he was wearing his fucking, fucking sunglasses in the interview. If you listen to the nine one one call, which I'm not going to play it again, I know it was kind of hard to hear. He says, "I'm not a bad guy. I promise." You know, I just snapped and you killed a mother and her unborn child. Because yes. she wouldn't watch 24 with you. You are, you are the definition of a fucking bad guy. Okay. Yes. You, you And that's this whole fucking bullshit of today. Everyone's like, I'm not a bad guy, but I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. It's just, you know, oh, fucking hate people. Now, if you want to read this, Nicole, Jen, you're, you're Brian Cooper. Nicole is Detective Winkle. Then I kind of just jumped on her bed. Okay, was she on her back? She was, and I jumped her, and she got scared. I, I you moved the thingy. All right, she was, and I jumped her, and she got scared. I got scared. So you were on top of her then, and you kind of straddled over her. Yeah, and then I just started strangling her. Did you have sex with her last night? Yeah, after I strangled her. So after she's dead, you took her clothes off and then um, she's on the floor, right? Right. I just wanted to see her naked, I guess. Oh, my God. Okay. And when did you take your clothes off or were you already? I just took my pants off. How long did you have sex with her? Probably a minute or two, maybe three tops. Maybe three tops. I don't know. Oh, my fucking God. I mean, it's. Like, I think it's a, a, it's always interesting to hear how a detective will talk to um, a perpetrator to say, like, are you, you like you had sex? He's not saying he's not using the words rape or narcolepsy or right. anything like that, yeah. which, narcolepsy. which is what. No, or, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> what does he fall asleep randomly? <laughs> What's the word? Ne- 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 necro. <laughs> necro. I'm, I'm like reversing two wor- two letters. Yeah. <laughs> um, where he's having sex with a dead victim, 
you know, he makes it sound. Yes, thank you. I like for whatever reason I could not place that word. He is saying it casually, like, "Oh, you had sex with her, right? Like, alive or dead doesn't matter. Willing or unwilling doesn't matter." You know, I always find it interesting when detectives. The detective Winkle asked him when you know what happened when she said she didn't want to watch your DVDs. He said, "I was feeling hurt." I was, she didn't watch 24. I was feeling hurt. Well, not I know. Only, Kiefer Sutherland is great. Well, not only that, but he she said that she didn't want anything to do with them when they got back. And then he's like, that hurt me. I was feeling hurt. So you killed a mother and her unborn baby? Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is the crime scene right here. He talks about wanting to, well, when he was watching her sleep like a fucking creep, he was thinking about tying her up for hours. So there's premeditation right there. Plus, he admits that he knew he was going to, quote, harm her, end quote. He, the premeditation's there. Uh, let's see. Some more photos. There's the bed right there. She was at, uh, Alicia was actually found on the floor there. On the un- blanket? Under the blanket. Oh. He tucked her under the blanket and then put her head on a pillow after he killed her and raped her. The mother says something really powerful to the effect of after he choked her, instead of calling 911 and trying to save my grandbaby, he decided to go ahead and rape my daughter's corpse. Uh. Yeah. So this guy, I mean. Piece of shit. This guy, when you get down to hell, they're not going to, they're going to be like, we don't serve your type here, man. You got to go even further down. He said he slept in the bathtub, which uh, who, you know, I don't think so. This is her defensive wounds. This is her hand right here. You see some bruising. So she did bite him and try to fight back as much as she can. The whole time she's yelling about the baby. Think of the baby. Don't do this. So she's not even worried about herself. She's like completely 100% about the baby. This is my baby. The baby could survive Outside of her stomach. Yeah, right? at this point, at this seven point. seven months, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's her bruising on her arm there. It almost looks like it's a hole. This is where she was found. It looks I'll, like a cigarette burn yeah. almost. I'll put these photos on talkmer.com. And uh, he was just really hurt. Okay, she denied him and he was hurt. So he's like... Who? And so he actually thought about it for several, about two hours, about how he's going to kill her. In the interview, I'll put the video on talkmer.com, the interrogation. He tells the detective, well, I was looking down at the speakers that I had brought, which are these right here. I was looking at the cables. And he says all this. I was looking at the cables. I was going to tie her feet up. But then she was moving her feet while she was sleeping. So I decided not to do that. The premeditation's there. I'll say. This is really important because I'm you got, I'm about to really piss you off here in a second. In September 2012, he was charged with first degree murder for mom, first degree murder for baby, and third degree sexual assault, basically raping a corpse. He pled not guilty by reason of mental disease or or defect, end quote. Here's what he said. This guy, Dr. Richard Tovar, testified that 
Quote, Cooper's alcohol consumption and the THC withdrawal. Basically, uh, he hadn't smoked weed today, so he's withdrawing from fucking pot. Didn't know that that would cause you withdrawal symptoms. Right. I thought that you weren't supposed to be able to withdraw from pot. And the fact that you look in here, he drunk three beers. Notice one of them has a cap on them. Well, no, that's four beers. Four beers. You're pretty fucking drunk. All right. We've each had four beers plus two surprise shots. Yeah. So so. the fact that he basically this is what this asshole, he says, I'm Dr. Tovar and Cooper's alcohol consumption and THC withdrawal on the night Cooper tilled killed Bromfield who resulted in quote temporary disinhibitions and his opinion was that quote emotional inhibitions have everything to do with capacity to form intent here's what happened he gets into court and the lawyer and this guy the psychiatrist said he didn't know what he was doing because he was drunk And the reason I'm harping on that is because it was a hung jury. No. No. You're fucking kidding me. Two out of 12 said, yeah, he was drunk. He didn't mean to do it. Even though there was- What the fuck? Not only that, but those two were also women jurors they said it's we not- gotta do better ladies i mean like oh, what shit, about the man. evidence from before like his assaults and stuff his yeah they, they just bought this fucking asshole's shit no nah, he was drunk brian cooper had a hung jury basically two of the jurors said yeah i think he was just too drunk to know what he was doing the mother of Alyssa said Yo, what the hell? And the, and the lawyer and the detective, they all bonded together. And within a year or two, they were going to go back to court, obviously. But first, she had to take care of something. This is why I mad respect for the mother. And if there's anything you donate to, it's this mother's, what's called the Purple Project, which I'm going to show you in a minute. But she says, screw everything. I'm going right now, and I'm going to mandate and at least 32 states so far from the time that this was reported maybe even all now 32 is a lot within a year of doing this she has got them to throw out completely the quote voluntary intoxication uh, defense no one ever can use that again where i was drunk that's why i murdered her type of shit i wasn't in my right mind that is completely that is completely thrown out because she lobbied all of these states and they were unanimous good yes throw that the fuck out because she didn't want anybody she didn't want any other mother to have to go through this where oh you just murdered my daughter and raped her corpse oh and you killed my grandbaby too and oh it's because you're drunk listen this is how much of a shithead this guy is he pleads not guilty which means okay the mother has to go to court and try to get him the guilty sentence she has to relive all this and everything they have to present evidence and everything else but he didn't not guilty because i was drunk no more. That will never happen again. However, unfortunately, his case was grandfathered in. Mm. So he used that defense on his next court date, which came back a very unanimous, you're guilty as fuck. Good. Two consecutive life terms he's serving right Good. now without parole. Good. Yeah. The judge, D. Todd Ehlers, 
said, quote, I didn't hear an apology, and that is troubling for me. Oh, that's troubling for me, too. Let's freaking uh, wrap this up. Let me just backtrack and kind of go everything we talked about. We're a little drunk, so. A lot uh, drunk. Brian Cooper, he was the supervisor, and he demanded that she go to him to attend his own sister's wedding. She felt backed in the corner. And then he killed her and raped her corpse. And I will mention he tried to kill himself and he was breaking down in the interrogation. I tried to kill myself. And then the detective, then the, then the detective was like, well, but then you realize life's worth living, right? And I could tell he did that on purpose. And Brian's like, yeah, I did. All right. Anyway, that's the story. Sorry, drunk. We're wasted. This is Talk Murder Me Podcast. My name is John. We do episodes every Tuesdays and Thursdays. That was a Tuesday episode. Be sure to listen in for the Thursday episode. It's going to be Good. pretty crazy. If you've seen the the uh, the movie Mean Girls, then you would oh, love this. We've all seen oh, it. Oh, yes. Because we are talking about a love triangle. Oh, do, do, do. Love triangle gone bloody. Oh. My name is John. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. <laughs>